0: Welcome to the JT The Brick Show.
1: You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy.
0: It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a
1: lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders.
0: On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick.
2: Thanks for coming in, JT, with you as I'm coming to you live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. That's the Raiders' global headquarters in Henderson, Nevada. Here on a glorious day, Raider Nation is two and zero on the season, and we're going to celebrate it. We're going to get ready for the Dolphins throughout the week here, and we got a lot to get to today. The Hall of Famer Tom Flores, he's up. He joins us every other Tuesday at one p.m. Also, to the best Raider insiders, we have the best on this show. Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. They'll join us. And Jeff Sherman, who handles the odds over at the Westgate Superbook, the best, I believe, the best lines in the world. The sharpest gamblers play that house at the Westgate. He'll join us at 1245 as we're brought to you by P.T.'s, the best happy hour in town. So much 60 plus taverns here in the Valley. I go to the SG bar at the top of 215 and Flamingo. You can find a P.T.'s gold, the Sierra gold. They own the Stratosphere. You can go to Arizona Charlie's. Everything they do. The Performance Center in Laughlin, Nevada. Everything Golden Entertainment. They get me going. They start the show. We are ready to roll today. One big announcement, uh, yesterday I was hosting, I got a chance to MC along with Steph McKenzie and Dana Wagner from News 3, Jonathan Ogden, the Ogden Foundation Golf Tournament. So I had a rare Monday off during the season for a great cause. Jonathan was incredible. His wife is just a great lady. A lot of people here in town, a lot of people were out there, a lot of friends who listened to the show, had a great day. And I was playing golf and I got the call that Black Hole Rob died, the co-founder of the Black Hole, one of my great friends. And it was hard. It was a devastating day yesterday. Yesterday was a long day. We had our first Monday night show, football show at the Dog House at Resorts World that I uh, showed up for for the first time with a very heavy heart. And I decided to do a show tomorrow exclusively for Black Hole Rob. You might remember we did it for Ricky Ricardo. Ricky passed away, the owner of Ricky's in San Leandro, and we did a whole show for him. When people die, I don't think they deserve one segment on the radio. I've always said that. You deserve that. And Black Hole Rob, one of my best friends, especially in Raider Nation, passed away, and it's been heavy on a lot of us. Uh, Many of us have been in touch with the family, with each other, Zoom calls, updates in the middle of the night, early in the morning. Praying really hard for him, and he passed away yesterday, and he leaves behind two young daughters and his wife, his sister, a lot of people that I've known over the years that I really care about. So it's going to be tough tomorrow. There's already a lot of Raider fans that are texting me, telling me they want to call in, and we're going to do that tomorrow. This guy, Black Hole Rob, had a massive impact on my life. Massive. I didn't think many people could have an impact on my life after college getting into radio, uh, getting hired by the Raiders in 98, and it all started with him. All started with him. I would not be here today at the Raiders facility if it was not for Black Hole Rob, who I met with when I got hired by the Raiders and said, there's no way I can do what I need to do without your support. And we had a really deep conversation. And he said, if you have our back, we'll never let you down. Just don't let us down. And that's how it all started with me in the black hole, standing in the black hole, having the banner with my name on it underneath the black hole. There was 17 years of me getting off airplanes and visiting black hole, Rob, going to New Orleans with them, road trips, 49er games when the Raiders played there. And the memories we've had were incredible. My wife and I were really hurting yesterday when we got the news and it's not getting any better. I can't believe he's not coming and sitting in my seats at a Raider game. We talked about it for the last couple of years. I'll talk more about it tomorrow because it's going to be pretty heavy. But I want everybody who cared about Black Hole Rob, I mean, how could you not know who he is and be a Raider fan? I mean, really, that, that's about as high of an honor I can put on anybody. How could you be a Raider fan, a diehard Raider fan, and not know Black Hole Rob who built from scratch co-founder of the Black Hole? And now all the chapters they have around the country, around the world, football's most notorious fan base, and just a big heart, great human being, amazing dad, amazing husband, taken too soon, and we're going to talk about him, because a lot of people need to talk about him. I have to talk about him, because I'm struggling really hard. I'm really struggling hard with this one, because this is a guy that the rest of my life, I was planning on spending a lot of time with this guy, especially here in Vegas, He was kicking and screaming on Vegas. He's Oakland, hardcore Oakland, wanted nothing to do with Vegas, and he came full circle because of the size of the black hole and his responsibility as the president of the black hole to make it work here in Vegas with all their sponsors and all their business partners. So we'll pay tribute to him tomorrow, and hopefully we don't have news like this again anytime soon. COVID is real. COVID is real. Do not listen to anybody and don't have anybody around me Who doesn't take this seriously? Because believe me, I'm coming over the top rope on that one. COVID is real. We are losing friends and loved ones because of this horrible pandemic that, as Coach Gruden said, we got to crush the virus. We have to crush the virus. We can't be on the fence with it. We have to kill the virus and knock it back like a football game. So we'll get into Rob tomorrow and the impact that he had on the Raider Nation. All right, on, on better news, the Raiders win. I did not expect the Raiders to be 2-0. and Many people did not because of the degree of difficulty with that schedule. I mean, the NFL opens up the year with the Raiders playing two of the premier teams in football, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and to have to see those two teams, that is really tough. Those are two tough teams, and the Raiders found a way to make it happen and win those games. So a lot of people use the term in Vegas, house money. I don't like that term. Let me explain why. I'm a non gambler. I know a lot of gamblers, and the majority of them, not some of them, the majority of them don't make money. So when they say we're playing with house money, what that means is they're winning big. So it's past the money that they invested. They started with a thousand, five hundred, two hundred bucks. Now they're up a couple of grand and they're playing with house money. And what normally happens is you give it all back. That's what happens with house money. You don't take it away. You don't walk away from the tables and go to the cashier and get your money and go home. You go back, you get drunk, you get confident, and then you gamble more and you lose it all. The Raiders are not playing with house money. The Raiders are exactly where they are, where they need to be. They're very fortunate to be 2-0. I'm very concerned about the level of injuries in this building. I've been telling you about that since Morrow went down. I said, this team and the offensive line, they're never healthy. So I was very concerned about that. And now my level of concern with the Raiders' injury at week two is a 10 out of 10. Derek Carr could have been lost for the year. He could have blew out his Achilles or his ankle, broke it again on a play in Pittsburgh. And the Raiders, again, the status of Derek Carr, today's the off day. We'll find out more tomorrow. I'll be back in the building with John Gruden on Thursday. We all expect Derek Carr to play. If he can walk, he's going to play. But you look at Josh Jacobs' toe. You look at Alex Leatherwood's oblique. You wonder about Richie Incognito's calf. And you just go around this team, and around this team there are just a lot of injuries. They've got to get healthy. Gruden does not want this team in the tub. they got to get out of the training room. The trainers will try to get them healthy. But the team has been littered with injuries for years now. And now they're right back to where they are. Next man up. Well, next man up sounds cool. They made a lot of movies about it. Hey, man, next man up. Oh, well, next man up turned out to be good. Typically, you don't want the next man up. You want the pro bowlers to be healthy. You want the future Hall of Famers to be healthy. You don't want the next man anywhere near it. But the writers are in that category now. We're Tom Cable. He's got to take offensive linemen, get them ready with the scheme during the week, and hope that the damn don't break. Because all it is is pass blocking or run blocking. And if you go up against T.J. Watt and then T.J. Watt gets injured in the game, woo! thank God for that. Because T.J. Watt was going to be coming in the second half of that game. But I believe that Mad Max Crosby is playing at a level in the zip code or area of T.J. Watt. He's playing at that level, which is fantastic. So my biggest concern is the offensive line. I love the passing game. Love the passing game. Love the defense and the depth of the defense and how they're playing together. And now the Raiders are going to play a team that lost 35 nothing at home. The Dolphins are now 1-1 after their loss. It is really hard to almost impossible to lose 35 to nothing in football. It really is because that means you couldn't get to the other 30-yard line and kick a field goal. That means you were so bad you got shut out and you weren't able to win and you played your worst football in front of your fans. That's a concern for the Dolphins. The good news is that the Raiders are playing a team that got humiliated because they didn't play well, 35-0, to the Buffalo Bills. The bad news is Brian Flores will have them ready to go. I mean, Flores is in that building in South Florida telling this team how bad they are and how good they need to play. So that's where they're at now, and there's a lot of energy on the Dolphins to come out here where they did last year, and won one of the most bizarre games I've ever been at, another empty game, no one in the building, handful of people, and I'm watching Ryan Fitzpatrick get his head ripped off, his helmet almost ripped out of his head like Game of Thrones, and he throws a Hail Mary down the sideline it's completely, and the Raiders lose. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Raiders, I think the Raiders would have went to the playoffs if they beat the Dolphins. They had first and goal against the Chargers at the four, what Mariota couldn't get in, kicked a field goal. Justin Herbert beat them. But the Dolphin game was the biggest, as they say, gut punch. That was the game that ripped your soul out if you're a Raider fan last year. So that's a revenge game. Tom Flores is coming up at the top of the hour, and Coach will be honored at this game. He will get his Hall of Fame ring at halftime, his bust. The gold jackets are going to be there. Look, the last game, what'd you have? The Too Short and the Ice Cube concert, which was pretty cool. You also had a Carlos Santana concert for that first preseason game with fans. And now you got Tom Flores, tribute. I mean, the Raiders are really loading up, loading up and giving you the entertainment value you deserve at Allegiant Stadium. All right, let's begin by going back to what we heard from John Gruden after the victory in Pittsburgh. That was a draining game. That was a draining game for the silver and black and what the Raiders needed to do to win that game. Here's John Gruden after the game. Well, it says
0: a lot about the development of our team. You know, we had Brandon Parker plan, right tackle. Leatherwood had an oblique strain. Uh, obviously Denzel and Richie aren't playing. It's a credit to cable and Illuminore, And we had guys on call ready to go. I can't tell you Peyton Barber came in here, did a nice job. So, uh, just really proud of our coaches and our players. The effort is, is outstanding. If you're a Raider fan, you'd really like these guys. You
2: know, He always says that now. That's his new line. Remember, it was knock on wood if you're with me. Now it's like if you're a Raider fan, you are going to like these guys. And I do. I like these guys. I think they are a group of players that play hard together. They really play hard together. They play for one another. And that's supposed to happen. You're supposed to see that type of performance. You're supposed to see a team that steps up for one another and plays at a very high level, and you're getting that from John Gruden. You know, Gruden got a lot of heat in the offseason, didn't he? We talked about that a lot. He got a lot of heat in the offseason. People were saying, is this it for Gruden? Will Gruden be here long-term? Will Gruden be the right guy to lead this team? Everybody had a bleeping comment about John Gruden. I mean, I couldn't believe... All the comments about him. But listen to his voice after this game and how he loves this team and how they played.
0: We're missing enough players. I don't give a damn who's out there for them. You know, We, we were changing our scheme as well. I hope he's okay. Um, obviously, without Watt, you know, without Josh Jacobs, without some of your, your, your big guns, you have to adjust. And I think both teams had to do that today.
2: Yeah, when it comes down to adjustments, I think that the strength, one of the big strengths of the Raiders is the fact that they have John Gruden to make adjustments. I believe that. I think you believe it too. And he's a coach that can make adjustments going forward and have this team ready to play when possibly they're man down. And they've been manned down, and this was a team that needed a head coach that would lead them. Listen to his evaluation of the game and how much he put into it and all the players that stepped up around him.
0: I think it's the kind of players that, that are here. You know, forget about the talent for a minute. You know, one of the things I've always felt in football is – Uh, certain teams have a brotherhood Uh, certain teams don't Uh, you can try to make it a family brotherhood like atmosphere but sometimes it's impossible to do these these guys in this locker room are more than just teammates you know they're brothers they pull for each other they lean on each other and they challenge each other and I think that is uh, that is something we're more proud of than anything you know we've got a lot of guys that um enjoy coming in here and, and providing the extra effort that it takes to, to have a chance to win games like we're winning right now.
2: Yeah, there's a lot to get to on that. It really is. There's a ton to get to on what happened with this team and what they were able to do. And I got a lot more to say on this. I'll say it throughout the show. I think Gruden's doing a hell of a job. I know that Raider fans have a really good edge to him right now because I know a lot of Raider fans are really disrespected by these frauds in the media who kicked the Raiders down, kick them to the curb, and then the Raiders win, and they're like, oh, by the way, by the way, man, the Raiders are looking really good. Oh, really? You didn't think that two weeks ago. You didn't think that four weeks ago. You didn't think that six weeks ago when you were getting a bouquet of flowers every day from the Chargers and a glass of milk and donuts and croissants as the Chargers are paying their way to get on your radio show. You're picking against the Raiders. You think the Raiders are going to go 7-10, and 10 and you got no damn respect for them. Now, now, by the way, you're ready to talk about the Raiders for 10 minutes a day. It's incredible what happens here, but this year we all have to be a little bit guarded. We have to be a little bit guarded on this because of what happened last year. Earlier today I was on NFL Network with Andrew Siciliano, NFL Now, and he opened up the interview and said, JT, from the Raiders headquarters, why is it different after this 2-0 start? I think what's different is Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley's got a defense now in place with some depth. And we finally got corners who can turn around and see the football. How great is that? That we can all watch a game now and not watch a cornerback running with his back to the football, no chance of turning on the football. And there's either going to be a pass interference or there's going to be a reception from the other team. That has changed as of late. And then the balance of this defense with Gus Bradley keeping everything in front of the safeties instead of it going behind them. I find it very refreshing. And then the defensive line is much stronger. The defensive line is much stronger. And they have this nice rotation going now, don't they? Where I don't even know who's in the game. I'm watching the game with Eric Allen. I'm like, Eric, who's in there now? Is that Solomon Thomas? Is that Phylon? Is that Hankins? You got to like really look at the TV and say, who does Gus have in on this down and distance? Everything's not perfect. Again, I think the injuries are much more significant than most people are talking about around here. And this Dolphin game is the game that I thought was going to be the important one. I thought the Raiders would be 1-1 one one going into Miami and in the Chargers. And I had them after four games going 2-2. Two and two. And then the schedule opens up a bit. And if you believe that the Raiders can win 9 or 10 games, you probably thought like I they'd be 2-2. Two and two. And then they'd get to a point where they were maybe 4-2 or 3-3, three and 5-4. Three, and four. You know, one of those seasons, they're adding a win, they're losing a game, they're good games. Now they're off to a great start. They've got to put this game in the bank against Miami. Miami got humiliated. They were embarrassing. The quarterback got hurt. They got problems in that organization this week. There's a lot of chirping because there are people in the organization who clearly want to go out. They want to go out and get Deshaun Watson. That's the story that's happening with the Dolphins now, everybody, is that he's available, and they got a chance to go get him. But if they're going to get Deshaun Watson, they got to throw away the season. And it might be a good, I I really believe that might be a good bet. It's a gamble. Throw away the season, get Deshaun Watson, park him until he clears his name, and then you got Deshaun Watson for 10 years, you win the Super Bowl. That's what Miami's thinking now. They're, They're really conflicted inside that building. And they're coming out to Vegas to win a football game, and the Raiders got to pound them. They got to pound them hard. Raider man, start us off as we begin on Raider Nation Radio. What's happening?
1: Hey, my good brother JT, man. You know I can't leave no soldiers in the field, and you know we're struggling through this thing together. So I just Mm -hmm. wanted to gird up, get alongside you, brother, and kick this show off. I knew it was going to be a tough one. I'm looking forward to tomorrow, man. You know, the the dedication show or whatever it's going to be called. Uh, That's going to be a tough break, but I think it's going to be well needed. I know it will be for me. You know, I need my therapy and half as crazy as it is. But uh, on another note, you know, just just kicking it off on football, I I really believe that this week, I mean, as much as this is a revenge game with the Dolphins and all that kind of stuff, and we really, really do need to win this game, it's not a must win. Of course, we're perfect in, in the season right now. But I think for the morale of this team, the way we tanked it out last year, you know, not winning in the house the way we should. You know, we got fans in the stands now. We're still trying to implement this true Raider Nation spirit into the people of Las Vegas, and uh, you know, help them understand what the commodity that they have in the Raiders over there, and you know, really bring a bring the brand to a whole new light. So I think it's a must-win game in that context. However, with that being said, the injuries that we dealt with with DC and with Josh Jacobs, respectively. I think we need to sit them dudes. I mean, you know, even if D.C. with the spirit that he has, you know, watch him get back on the field last year, keeping Mario out the and all that kind of stuff, and I understand it, I respect it, protect your house. However, it's a longer season this year. The 17 games that we're dealing with, this man is on an all-time clip and he's breaking uh, all-time, like, historical records, even at, at the capacity that he plays, and it's a new era. So I think, you know, it's a little bit of, you'd say, caution with discretion. You know, ice them dudes up just a little bit this week because we got to get them toes and them ankles together, and we got to come back pounding. We do have Peter Man who was looking pretty decent in the preseason. Make that dude get out there and earn his money. he got King and Drake behind him, and we got a bunch of wide receivers looking to make a name. So I think with Derrick Waller behind him, I think we can get out there and win this game. But we definitely got to win this game. We've got to protect our commodities at the same time. So, you know. Buck up, Raider Mm -hmm. Nation. We're going in for this fight. I think we can win it, though. Thanks for your time, brother. I appreciate you.
2: Thank you. you. Hope to hear from you tomorrow as we do a Black Hole Rob tribute show. whole show tomorrow. And Matt Millen. Matt Millen's going to join us tomorrow. We confirmed that. Fred Bolitnikoff on Thursday as we're trying to get people really on board with the Fred Bolitnikoff crab feed that's coming up. Big details on that. Biggest event on the Vegas Strip, period. Raider event that we've seen by by an alumni. Fred Bolitnikoff and his Crab feed will have details on that coming up and on Thursday. Look, you know, if Marcus Mariota was at 100%, they can't keep him healthy. You want to talk about a guy earning money. Well, Think about the money that Marcus Mariota has made from this organization for the limited amount of time that he plays. And look, he gets injured. Nothing you can do about it. He got injured making a play. But Carr's going to play against Miami. I would, I would almost guarantee it. And it'd be nice if he wasn't Clicking and have Mariota and the option to do it. Peterman can win the game. I I wouldn't feel confident with him playing the entire game against the Dolphins defense and winning. Derek Carr is on a roll now. I don't think Derek's going to come out for any reason. He's having the best start to his entire career. Uh, Going back to 2016 where he could have been, if he didn't break his leg, a MVP. He's going to want to roll. Hey, quick reminder, the Raiders just put out this press release that They're going to offer alternative screening Friday and Sunday for fans attending the game when it comes to your vaccination again. So we dealt with this on Monday Night Football, and I think it worked pretty well for the first game. Once again, the Raiders will offer alternate screening Friday, Saturday, and on game day for attendees planning to attend the game against the Dolphins on Sunday, September 26th. This is the second Raiders home game at Allegiant Stadium since the organization's announcement of the vaccine requirement for attendees pursuant to the Governor's State of Nevada Never- Emergency Directive 049. So you know you need to clear a health pass, but there are fans coming in for the game who haven't been to a game yet. And they didn't go to the first game because they sold their tickets or they couldn't get a ticket. It's the most expensive ticket in sports. So their first game is going to be the Dolphin game and we got to make sure they're on the same page when it comes to that alternate screening as we open up the show here. Gangster Raider from inside the flagship at the Raider facility. Go ahead.
3: Hey, what's up, JT the Brick? I want to salute you. I saw you on um, NFL Network today, and I like the way you Brick smacked the um, national media for saying they didn't do their homework when it comes to the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I like the way you step up and how you always represent for the Raider Nation. You know what I'm saying? And I told you we was going to beat Pittsburgh and, um, I know you was worried, but um, um, I thought I knew the defense was going to step up and I I knew Carl was going to play better. For some reason, it seemed like he played better and our team. We said we played better on the road. And I, I knew that um, practicing at 7 a.m. like they do because of the Vegas heat was gonna help us as well. You know what I'm saying? And just like you said on NFL Network, we're in a great spot. You know, Raider Nation right now, especially with the um, revenge game coming up in Miami. And I was thinking the same thing. Raider Man was thinking, like maybe maybe resting on car because we got a Monday night game less next week, so that's like a, a extra day for him to heal up or whatever. But if we don't rest him, I was thinking, what if we just play him the first half and we get up to like 21, 24, nothing and then let Peterman take over the second half. So he'll have that whole second half to rest and be ready for the Monday night game, which is here in L.A. And you know the Raider Nation is going to take over. The Raider Nation is going to take over L.A. You know what I'm saying? We're going to show the, um, the, all, the whole Raider Nation how you um do with the game. You know what I'm saying? Because the Raider Nation is going to take over sci-fi, I mean, far, whatever it's called. That's our vacation home. That's what I call it because we undefeated there. And we're going to take over, and it's going to be on national media for the whole world to see because you know it's going to be 80% Raider fans. You know how we do in L.A., um JT, yeah. and it's going to be beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Then we got a chance to be 4-0. Then who we got coming to the Black House? Khalil Mack and the Teddy Bears. And if we beat them, we're going five and zero to start off the season. You can't beat that with a brick. You know what I'm saying, JT? It's gangster. (laughs) Yeah, thank
2: you, appreciate it. You know, I'd like to see a five and zero start, but I'm not there yet. This team's got to get through some injuries and get some players back. But they're off to an awesome start already, and a lot of people didn't predict it. And now they got to keep the momentum going. They, the energy in this building is contagious. Today's the off day. Players getting treatment. There's a lot of players because they're injured. They've got to heal up. they got to get their rest and be ready to play. Mike in Staten, Italy. How are you, Mike? Good to hear from you. How's your gambling going? You're winning some money out of the gate.
4: Yeah, Well, yeah, you know what? I did the, uh, on that Sunday night game, the reason why Vegas has the big lights is 90% of the people were on Kansas City. Money line, all the parlays, so the, the sports books had a huge day. I stay away. I love Kansas City, but I stayed away. Uh, JT, I told you in the beginning of the season I had the over in the Raider game. Uh, you know they they're playing great. do you see uh miami to me the only way I see Miami winning this game j t is if they take the air out of the football does does mm-hmm. does gluten match them and keep a tight end for extra protection and just try to get a big play over the top? Yeah, um, I think
2: so. I think so. They got, of course, they do. You, you nailed it. Leatherwood's not at one hundred percent. The offensive line's banged up, and they got to pass protect with Carr. I said going into the Pittsburgh game, Mikey, I was worried about the health of Carr. Not on the actual play where someone rolled up on him. I just thought ta- Carr was going to get tattooed. Tattooed by T.J. Watt, and and you know the ball would come flying out. Fortunately, that wasn't the case. But yeah, Miami's got a hell of a defense, and they safety blitz and corner blitz. Carr's uh, head's going to have to be on a swivel in this game.
4: One hundred percent. And and you said it best, J.T. If they lose this game, they can go into the tank mode, and those players don't want that, so they're going to be flying. Hey, JT, I'm going to be out there for that Monday night, October 4th. I'm going to be in Vegas. How is the emotions at the Doghouse for a regular season game inside the Resorts World?
2: Thanks, Mikey. Thanks for the phone call. I am honored to be associated with Doghouse. You know, I've been in Vegas for a long time, and I've done Monday night football shows, if you know me, in a couple of casinos. This one is insane. The venue is incredible. Doghouse is the sports venue, the live music venue inside Resorts World the biggest and most expensive casino in the world. In the world. Our stadium costs $2 billion too. This cost over $5 billion with a B. And they have their sports book inside Doghouse. It's just a great place. It's massive. And the sports book's got great viewing sites. And then the food's fantastic. And there's a lot of tourists who are in town. And we want to get the locals to fill up the place. Unbelievable giveaways, what they gave me to give away at this event. So I'll be out there once a month, but we're going to do it every Monday night. That's the home of JT The Brick Show, Dog House Inside Resorts World. Wait till you see this place. My wife and I went there on our wedding anniversary. We we walked around. We did a couple of laps around the place. We're just blown away. Don't be intimidated by it. You got to get your head wrapped around, I'm a local, I can go to this place and enjoy it. And you'll love it. And then right after the game, they bring up these bands Rock bands, country music bands, they're fantastic. It's a great venue. It's called the Dog House, and it's right inside. Right inside when you walk in to the beautiful resorts world. I'm honored to be associated with it. Let's keep it rolling here. Tomorrow's our tribute show to our brother, Black Hole Rob Rivera, who passed away, the co-founder. the guy. When I think of the Black Hole, I think of Black Hole Rob. And as the first member inducted into their Hall of Fame, I will host a Hall of Fame show tomorrow on his behalf. Jeff Sherman from the Westgate, Tom Flores. At the top of the hour, Paul Gutierrez and Vinny Bonsignor. How's that for a Raiders radio show on a flagship radio station?
1: It means a lot. Uh, We can feel it. We definitely feel it on the sideline. We feel it on the field. Um, we talk about it amongst each other. Um, like that energy, it just, it just feels different. You know, Guys just want to go out there
2: and play fast and just show people what we're about. So it means a lot to have fans like that. Trayvon Mullen, I like him. I just love his athletic ability. JT, back with you inside the Raider facility. Paul Gutierrez next hour. If you go to ESPN.com, That's the website I always have in front of me, the biggest one in sports, ESPN.com. The headline right there under Ben Roethlisberger injured with a pec injury is Rob Rivera, co-founder of Black Hole, dies. And Paul Gutierrez wrote a column on Black Hole Rob, and it's out there right now. And it said Rivera, who was in his 50s, was inspired to create the section after seeing the Cleveland Browns dog pound on television in 1994. Quote, he is arguably the most important fan in Raiders history, building and growing the black hole in Oakland, said radio talk show host JT the Brick, who will host a tribute show in his honor on Wednesday. There's a lot of guys who put on a costume and no slight to them, but he was so proud of the black hole and lived it. And I mean that. I mean, Violator, Gorilla Rilla, these are all black hole guys. I think the world to them, world to them. Uh, the, those guys, Violator just got in the Hall of Fame. These are brilliant friends and fans. But this guy was at a different level, a different level. So Paul Gutierrez uh, called me today for a quote, and I didn't know what he was going to write a full column for ESPN.com. If you are a member of the black hole or if you're a fan, uh, spread this out. Make this go viral. This is a really nice tribute right out of the gate. Our show is brought to you by Woodson's Whiskey. That was nice. Charles Woodson steps up in this show. Charles has got a brand new whiskey that we support. The official whiskey of the JT The Brick Show. You know what I think of Charles Woodson. You know what I think of Charles over the years. So I am behind this 110%. He is Fantastic. He is building his brand. He is doing everything right to build the great whiskey brand, not only in this market, but all over the globe. So we welcome Charles Woodson and Woodson's bourbon whiskey, the official whiskey of the JT The Brick Show. Lines are open if you want to get through. Jeff Sherman will join us in a bit, and then we'll get to Coach Flores. At the top of the hour, Paul Gutierrez, and then Vinny Bonsignor. So we all got insight on what's going to happen Here with the Raiders. You know, there are a lot of members of the media, what we do here, all of us do this in week two, is everybody sits around and starts to project what's going to happen now from two games. I'm not a big fan of that. You know, if you look at the first two games of a season and try to predict what the Niners are going to do, or the Colts, the Dolphins, New England, it's hard to do. But when you see dominance in a team, brilliance in a team, I picked Buffalo to win the Super Bowl this year. I think that Buffalo is the best team in football. Well, they lost their first game. Okay, that could happen. But I'm trying to figure out now, Baltimore beat Kansas City. And I didn't get a chance to talk to you with that as I was off yesterday with Jonathan Ogden. What a win. I mean, Baltimore got beat, barely got beat in Vegas on Monday night. Short week. And then they had to play Kansas City, and they came from behind a win. What a win for Baltimore. Oh, and did the Raiders. Did the Raiders good because the Raiders are now ahead of Kansas City. There's no team in the AFC South that looks very good. Tennessee Tennessee got a great win up in Seattle. And they ran the football with Derrick Henry. Tennessee's 1-1 with a minus 22 differential. And Indianapolis, another team I thought was in the playoffs, is 0-2. Indy should have just signed Phillip Rivers to another one-year deal. Rivers is better than Carson Wentz. Rivers would have had this team 1-1 or 2-0. Raiders on top of the West along with Denver. Denver's better with Teddy Bridgewater, but their schedule's a joke. They're, they opened up with the Giants in Jacksonville. And then there's only, you look at after what we saw last night with Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay looked good, but Detroit was embarrassing. Detroit and Minnesota are 0-2. The biggest surprise this year, a lot of people are saying the Raiders 2-0 because they're a schedule. How about Carolina at 2-0? And Sam Darnold in the way they're playing. Carolina looks really good. They're tied with Tampa Bay. And then the NFC West has the Niners at 2-0, a lot of injuries with the Niners, the Rams at 2-0, and Arizona at 2-0 with Kyler Murray. So with all of those teams, all of those injuries, all these teams have injuries mounting. I think it's really cool that the Raiders are in the same boat as the Rams, the Cardinals, the 49ers, Tom Brady, and Carolina. That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. fantastic. They should be able to go to 3 0 and beat Miami. We'll ask Jeff Sherman, one of the odds makers over at the Westgate. He knows what he's doing and the Ryder Cup. He loves golf, and the Ryder Cup is this week. He's coming up next. Tom Flores at the top of the hour on Raider Nation Radio.
0: You know, uh, kudos to the Ravens. You know, they, uh, they're a great team, and they beat a great team last night. I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. I saw some of the highlights this morning. Their rookie made a great play, stabbing that ball out of there, making that recovery. Um, but, yeah, with Lamar Jackson and Coach Harbaugh's an aggressive, go-for-it type coach, I wasn't surprised.
2: John Gruden on the Ravens, who he beat, and then they beat Kansas City Raiders on top of the AFC West. JT, back with you as we continue on. Jeff Sherman, we talk to him every two weeks. Superbook VP of Risk Management, also the great golf odds maker. And Jeff, give me some surprises going through the weekend for you, especially with these marquee games, these big games that are going over the total and how exciting they've been right down to the wire.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's exciting from a public uh, standpoint, too, because, you know, everyone gets involved with the overs and uh, you know, if you're looking through the NFL, you're seeing large adjustments in these totals, a lot of totals in the mid-50s. Um, so, you know, obviously the books need the unders, but um, it keeps the energy in the room, too. So that's, that's real nice to see.
2: Now, is that a recent adjustment for this year or in the past here? Because, again, going over the totals, one story, and obviously you keep a close eye on that. But a lot of the Sharps and those who are playing this, is this just something now because of the style of play or these – Unbelievable matchups that they're giving us in prime time with these quarterbacks who can put up video game numbers.
5: Well, we noticed this last season. It's been last season, this season more noticeably where you've seen the uh, the higher totals. Uh, the one thing you're seeing though right now is the sharps getting involved in playing overs on totals that are in the fifties when they used to really bet those games under. But they're really getting involved in betting those over too with the public.
2: Let's talk about some of the undefeated teams. Obviously, the Raiders two and zero. Denver 2-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. Bigger surprise the Raiders because of the quality of the wins over those opponents?
5: Yeah, and also if you look at the season wins coming in, we had the Broncos at 9, the Raiders at 7.5. Uh, we were high on the Broncos here, and if you look at their schedule too, they're laying 10.5 against the Jets this week with a chance to go 3-0. and So definitely the Raiders are the bigger surprise to us.
2: What about Carolina at 2-0? and What have you seen with them so far with their differential and how they're winning games?
5: Yeah, they had a nice win uh, against New Orleans, and you know we saw what New Orleans did in Week One, thrashing Green Bay. So for them to bounce back, and that was a a good game for the house because a lot of people were on the New Orleans side. The public was, the sharps were on the Panthers. But now now you have the Panthers going to Houston this week uh, without any real quarterback, with Mills quarterback for the Texans. So they're laying over a touchdown.
2: Mm-hmm. So all
5: of a sudden, the Panthers are still staring at three and zero.
2: Jeff Sherman from the Westgate, what about Arizona 2-0 and here? Season win totals and adjustments there. where sharps in on Arizona this year. I had them as a middle-of-the-road team. I didn't think they'd be off to this 2-0 and start.
5: Yeah, I mean, we opened them at eight wins. They got as high as eight and a half on their season wins, so it's tough because of the division that they're in. I mean, look at the, the West division in both the AFC and NFC. I mean, they, they look solid top to bottom, so that's the tough part. When you go through the schedules, they all have to play each other, but off to a great start. And that's another team that uh, their totals are really high and people are liking to get involved in the in the Cardinals games over.
2: Jeff Sherman is our guest with what happened on Monday night with Green Bay. That was a tight first half. Detroit looked good going up and down the field. Were you surprised by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, especially their defense winning and covering that number?
5: Well, it's taken them now a game and a half to get rolling to the Packers. A lot of people expected, and now you're starting to see the respect and the point spreads. Uh, it came down a little bit this week. We had the 49ers as a four point favorite against Green Bay. It's now three and a half. And next week, we already put up next week's lines, and the Packers mm-hmm. are at home against Pittsburgh, laying six and a half. So uh, it t- took a little bit, but I think Green Bay will be just fine.
2: Jeff Sherman joins us. Jeff, one game I'm keeping a close eye on the Chargers, Kansas City. Line opened up Kansas City minus eight. I believe you have it here. As I'm looking at it, six and a half here for Kansas City. Chargers are in a tough spot here. I think the I think the Chiefs can lose a couple of games early in the year and be fine. But a lot of love for the Chargers early in this season. What are you seeing with this one?
5: Yeah, and when we opened this on Sunday, we opened at uh, Chiefs seven, and immediately we got some sharp play plus seven. So I know the sharps have been fading Kansas City, especially more so at home. That. They, you know the expectations from a sharp perspective that they to win the game but not necessarily cover. This is very similar to the week one game where they beat the Browns. They won by I believe five, but they were laying five and a half six in that game. So we see a lot of sharp money against Kansas City, especially at home and then that's why you don't see these larger numbers against competitive teams.
2: Jeff, let's go to the Rams in Tampa Bay. I must have missed this. I didn't know the line opened up, Rams minus 2.5. You have it here, Tampa Bay minus one on the road. A total on this game is what I'm interested in, too. I saw it at 52.5, now up to 55.5. What changed in this one?
5: Well, like I mentioned, the the Sharps getting involved in that early and pushing it up because they know the public is going to be looking to play the over in that. But they played it early at 52.5, 53.5. So we took some sharp overplay in Mm -hmm. that. And it's been a lot of public on the Tampa side. Some sharps took it early on, Tampa plus two and a half, plus one and a half. But then the public has piled on the other side uh, to get it to Tampa minus one at this point. And we know that the public wants to be on Tampa just about every week. So, you know, we tend to move that line a little bit more aggressively because of that.
2: And I saw you updated the Super Bowl odds earlier today at golf odds. What's the biggest change? What's the biggest move since the start of the season?
5: Uh, Well, you know, it's funny because the Raiders were 40 to 1, got as high as 80 to 1. Now they're back to 40 to 1. I mean, you see some long shots, big moves. The Jaguars going from 50 out to 300. But if you're looking for some teams that have made some improvements, the Browns had opened 30 to 1. They're down to 12 to 1 now. The Rams opening 20 down to 7 to 1. So one of the larger moves late is the Rams getting into single digits and joining the Chiefs and the Buccaneers.
2: Like you, I'm all Ryder Cup. I got one of my best friends who's out there. He went to, I want to talk about a trip. He went to Monday Night Football. Tonight he's going via helicopter to the Brewer game. Then he's going to all the rounds at the Ryder Cup, staying at a lake house. And you know how people roll for this event. This might be the biggest event in all of sports. And the only people who know about it are the people who are fortunate enough to get in. But I was at a golf tournament yesterday, and everybody I talked to about this Jeff is still wondering. Europe's so into this; they care about it more than us. DeShambeau and Kepka—can they get on the same page? Where's the money going on the Ryder Cup, and are you confident that the chemistry of the United States team will be good enough to be toe to toe with Europe?
5: Well, we made the U.S. a sizable favorite, and all the money has been showing up on the U.S. side. They're as wow. high as a two-dollar favorite now. And uh, it, it's tough to sell some European tickets. I, I've opened them up to a plus 235 underdog. Not many people biting at that number. So it looks like the number is going to continue to drift upward on the U.S.
2: Why is that? Why do you think? Because, you know, it's raw, Rob. There's a lot of gamblers that are going to root. But the sharp money here knows what Europe's done in the past. They know what Ian Poulter does this time of year and what some of these golfers who aren't as good as the American golfers rise to the occasion at the Ryder Cup.
5: You know, nobody looks at the past when they get involved in this tournament. They just look at the rosters up and down and make their wagers based on that, not what the past results have been. Because no matter how many times Europe wins, the U.S. is favored. They're favored on European soil. They're a larger favorite on U.S. soil. And they command the betting money. And so the the, the price holds at that. And I think it's just people analyzing the teams and going in from what Mm -hmm. they see on paper.
2: Uh, Jeff, finally, college football. What can you tell us about the handle overall this year? The schedule's been loaded the first couple of weeks. A little bit of a pullback in regards to huge high profile games this week, but how's it been so far?
5: It's been fantastic, very well received. And, you know, we do more in play than we've ever done before, and that's well received. So it's it's fantastic. And you know, anytime you have those top teams involved, no matter who they're playing, they're always going to command a lot of support.
2: At golf odds, Jeff Sherman. Love having him on. Appreciate it, Jeff. Talk to you soon.
5: All right. Thanks, JT.
2: Jeff Sherman, go to the Superbook at the Westgate. He sets odds. Jay Cornergay, they are amazing people, and they make sure the hospitality there is sky high. We appreciate him coming on. Raider Nation, what do you think of that? Raiders to win the Super Bowl at 80 to 1, down to 40 to 1 now. And that's because there's always Raider fans willing to throw 100 bucks on the Raiders to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's, the way, it's the way it always is. There is always the ability of a Raider fan to throw a twenty, a fifty, a hundred, a grand on the Raiders to do something. And as we take a look at the moving line this week, I know there are a lot of Raider fans saying, "What's going on in this Dolphins game?" Well, it's tough to handicap this game without Tua. Without Tua being cleared and Tua, you know, might not even play in this game. Vegas opened up minus one and a half. Now it's four and a half to three and a half. It's changing all over town. So you can get it right now, Raiders minus three and a half, Raiders minus four and a half. If you're shopping the best price, as I see it here at Circa, three and a half, up from one and a half. I know Raider fans are calling me. We've even had it on this show. Oh, they're going to win by 30. Oh, let's, you know, we had Gangster Raider call in. Maybe we could take Carr out at halftime and bring in Peterman. Raiderman, who knows the Raiders as good as anybody I know, saying possibly rest Carr. What would that do to the line? I don't think anybody's going to get rest who wants to play. I really do. The Josh Jacobs thing concerns me because Josh is a really rough and tough back. He gets you hard yards. He breaks tackles and does it all. And there's always something with him. There's always a toe. There's always some type of injury. He's not 100% in the season just started. So we'll find out more about that. Paul Gutierrez will join us here at about 120-130. Vinny Bonsignore. And then we'll have Tom Flores coming up here at the top of the hour. Remember, the Raiders have set up some alternate screening. If you want to go to the game and you're not vaccinated, you can get a vaccine shot. If you're in between shots, just download your clear pass and go to the game early. I want to thank our partner, Remy Martin. Tori, who runs our Remy Martin show over at M Resort Casino and Spa. He sat with me all day at M. We did the pregame show at 8 in the morning. We watched the Raider game. Inside the M Resort it was fantastic. Right at the Remy Martin table by the back bar. Remy Martin team up for excellence, proud partner of our show.